0: morning, everyone. It's great to be with you. Uh, You might like to keep that that, uh, little outline that you have there, not outline, Bible reading that you have there, uh, handy. As we look at this part of the Bible, I'm going to say a short prayer. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the Bible. We thank you that it is your message to us. And we ask now that you would enable us to understand it so that we may know you better and know how to respond to you, and especially at this time of the year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I love Christmas. I just love it. Busy, but I love it. And when I think about Christmas, I think about this important truth, and it's this. To give is better than to receive. You've heard that, haven't you? To give is better than to receive. That's pretty much what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Uh, I know it's a cliche, but it is true, isn't it? That it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, we live in a world now that says, kick it to me, kick it to me. So my message today at Christmas is that at least just at this time of the year, Can't we be people who give instead of just always wanting to receive? And I'm sure that you'll discover that it is better. Why? Well, you know, when you give to uh, someone and you give them something really special that you've thought about, you've even agonised over, and you give it without expecting anything In return, well, you'll experience the deep warmth, the inner glow, the rich satisfaction that you have given simply for the happiness of another. It's an act of pristine beauty. It's everything good in the world condensed into one saintly Act, And when you do give him this way, you know, thoughtfully and selflessly for the pure enjoyment of another, and you see the joy and the happiness it has brought them, well, then you'll see how it is all worthwhile. For your heart will dance with wondrous and indescribable delights. And you will hear the whisper of the Christmas angel in your ear that it is better to give than to receive. No, 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 no. What a load of twaddle. That's right, complete utter rubbish, that was 30 seconds of verbal waste. I mean, does anyone seriously, deep down, genuinely believe that it is better to give than to receive? I can't imagine anyone sincerely believes that because it simply is not true. Let me prove my point. A massage, is it better to give or to receive? Money, is it better to give or to receive? Warmed, slightly warmed chocolate mud cake with a fan of strawberries and a side of King Island double cream and a raspberry coulis and a light dusting of icing sugar. Is it better to give or to receive? I rest my case. And what's more, I'm pretty sure you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't feel a little bit peeved when on Christmas and you're handing around all the presents to everybody and you're watching someone, you're watching someone That you have spent, I don't know, maybe $50, maybe $100 on, maybe even more. And they're sitting there opening the present that you gave them the present that you know they've always wanted and so you searched for it and you planned for it and you went to great expense and trouble to purchase it and you watch them open it and their unbelievable surprise turns to uncontainable excitement and then uncontrollable tears of joy and you're sitting there with your seven pack of undies from time. Tell me you wouldn't feel just a little bit ripped off. (laughs) To give is better than to receive. It's hogwash. (laughs) And you know, when it comes to Christmas, I don't really think that it's all about that at all. That giving is better than receiving. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite, that it would be better at Christmas to receive than to give, because Christmas is not about the gift we give to others, it is about the gift God gave to us. You know, we just read from the Bible from John chapter 3. And uh, this morning, I just want to focus on that very first sentence. Sentence 16 or verse 16. Uh, and this is what God tells us Christmas is about. All right, This is what God says it's about. So if you look at that on your uh, little handouts that you, came as, uh, that you received as you came in, it says this. For God loved the world in this way. He gave... His one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This is the Christmas story from God's point of view, from his perspective. And it is God giving. It is God giving his one and only son to the world as a gift, as his present. Now the question is, why does God give Jesus? And what kind of gift is that anyway? Well it says there, if you look at sentence 16, it says that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You'll read a little bit further on in sentence 18. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. So believing in Jesus means you won't perish or be condemned. So God gives Jesus that we might believe in him and not perish. Now, of course, that also means that if you don't believe In Jesus, if you don't believe in the one God gave, you will perish. And again, at sentence 18 at the end, it says uh, 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 Anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. I guess my next question is, uh, why does believing in Jesus mean you do not perish? And why would we be in danger of perishing anyway? Well, the answer has to do with a little word but a very big problem. And that is sin. I'm not supposed to use that word these days, but I will because God does. The Bible tells us that all people, all people have sinned. You have, I have. That is all people have in some way turned away from God. All people have in some way put themselves above or before God. And God tells us that the punishment for sin, it is death. It is eternal separation. From him. So what difference does Jesus make? And what difference does believing in Jesus make? Well, believing in Jesus is not so much believing that he was a cute baby that we celebrate, but that he was the Son of God who was crucified. See, the Christmas baby Jesus grew up to become... The Easter Jesus, who died on a cross. Now the difference that makes to us is that when, understand, is that when Jesus died on the cross, God says he was dying for our sins. Not his own. But for our sins. God tells us that, Uh, When Jesus died on the cross, he was taking the punishment for the sins that we had committed instead of us, in place of us. In other words, he took our penalty of death on himself so that we could be forgiven for our sins and be given eternal life instead of condemnation. That's what Jesus does. That's the difference he makes. Now, why did God do this? Well, God gave Jesus, it says, again in sentence 16, because he loved the world, loved you, loved me. And so he sends Jesus to save the world. That's sentence 17. Now, that's kind of outrageous when you think about it slowly, isn't it? God gave Jesus, his son, to die for us. Who would do that? Who has ever given you a gift like that? Who? Who has given the life of their child, of their son, for you? That's why it says in sentence 16... God loved the world in this way. His love is shown in the gift of His Son. The cost and sacrifice in God giving His Son makes His love exceptional. And quite frankly, unthinkably enormous that is a gift that cannot be measured and that is a love that can barely be fathomed is it not who has ever loved you that much and given that because of our sin, we are destined to perish eternally, then this gift of God is the one that actually we truly need. And as any gift is, God desires that we accept this gift by believing in Jesus. Now, I don't want to make any assumptions at the moment, And just say that if there's anyone here this morning that hasn't accepted God's gift of Jesus by believing in Jesus, by believing in him, now's as good a time as any, isn't it? To believe in Jesus, to put your trust in him. Do it today. Talk to someone today. I'm sure you'll find someone in this room. Talk to one of the team Here, See, God offers this gift of forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus and that gift is received by putting your faith in Jesus, your trust in his death and his resurrection for your sins, that it pays for your sins and that you are forgiven through him and only him. The alternative is to not put your trust in Jesus, to not believe in Jesus, And perish. So if you haven't put your faith in Jesus, do it today. Do it today. There's no better time. Let me tell you, if you put your faith in Jesus today, the eternal life you receive today will make this the best Christmas you will ever have. And lastly, just for those of you this morning who do believe in Jesus already, can I say this? That Jesus is God's gift that we must continually not only be reminded of, but we might be continually and deeply grateful for so easy to forget, isn't it? That's always the right response, always the right response to what we have received in Jesus. Deep thanks. So, at this time of the year, I know you're busy, I am too, but let's not forget to, to focus on God's gift to us in Jesus, please. And as we are reminded of that, may our hearts be so filled with overflowing thankfulness that we are kind of delightfully confused as to whether we leap up in foot-stomping praise or fall to our knees in deep, humble, tearful gratitude, both are appropriate, are they not? Please spend some time doing both. You couldn't give anything better than that at Christmas. May I pray? Lord God and Heavenly Father, we... We are so deeply thankful and humbled that you would send your son, Jesus, into this world to be born as a baby, but to grow, to grow up and to die on a cross for our sins. And Father, we want to pray for anyone here who has not put their faith in Jesus. Please turn their hearts to you today. And for us who do believe in Jesus, may every moment of these coming days, may we be deeply grateful. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.